You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 57. What's up? What's up, my friends? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about today's episode. Wow. Hello. It is the middle of the day as I'm recording this, and usually I don't like to record podcasts in the middle of the day because I just kind of get into those afternoon slumps, especially lately. The weather's been so nice, so I'm just sitting here at my desk just feeling sad that I'm not outside, so I might go outside for a little bit after this, but I need to get this recorded, so here we are. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to reward myself a little bit after, so bear with me, but today's episode is not going to be a very long one. I kind of just wanted to come at you with some super quick strategies and tips that you can implement super fast and right away and uh, without a whole lot of jib jab in the middle, although that always seems to be a thing anyway. So, But today we're going to be talking about some ways to create a better workflow in your business. And this can apply to absolutely anybody, no matter what your business is, no matter what your industry is, no matter what you do, you should have a workflow that you go off of because sometimes when you first get into self-employment or doing things for yourself, it's hard to stay motivated or productive because when you, I just, I don't know, I think back to when I first started and I, I guess at the time I was living at my parents' house. So I had a lot of people in the house with me because both my parents were retired and I just am not the type of person that is productive when other people are in the house. Like, even now, being married, if Tyler is home and I'm trying to get work done, I just cannot focus for some reason. I have to like have silence and be all by myself. Otherwise, I'm like thinking about what everybody else is doing and just hearing them move around the house is just very distracting to me. Um, so maybe that's just me. I never understood the people that could like do work while they're watching TV or, or study. Like in, in high school, people used to say they'd like do their homework or study while they were watching TV. And I don't know how they could do that because I could never focus. Um, but anyway, so when you first start working for yourself, though, and you're working at home, even if you are by yourself, it's so easy to get distracted. I mean, the kitchen's right, you know, down the hallway from me. It's easy to want to just go in there and stuff my face all day long. And, oh, I'll just sit on the couch and watch one show. Or, oh, I'll just go do this really quick. Or, oh, now let me go do this. And you can get very distracted very easily. So in order to avoid things like that, it really is helpful to have workflows and systems and a a routine of some sort to stay on task and to be more productive. So we're going to be talking about a few different ways to create a better workflow for your business to help things run a little bit more smoothly and all of that good stuff. So let's get on into it. Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. Okay, listen, the world is changing and video is becoming more and more crucial in any small business's marketing strategy. And trust me, I get it. 
Video is scary as heck, and coming from a photographer, I chose photos for a reason, y'all, because video just feels like a whole other freaking ball game. I mean, I barely get ready on a daily basis as it is, but now you're telling me I'm supposed to show my face on stories and make reels and TikToks and all the things, or even just take a picture of myself and post it on my feed? Yeah. But hear me out, showing up on video, or in any format for that matter, does not have to be a traumatizing or cringy experience. In fact, it can be really fun and it's one of the greatest ways to connect with your audience, no matter what your industry is. And connecting with your audience will eventually turn into more sales, which means more moolah in your pocket, which we could all use, right? So here's the dealio. I am hosting a free five-day challenge on this exact topic. That's right, a challenge where you can come along me as I walk you through methods, strategies, prompts, and more on how to show up for your people so they'll continue to show up for you. Did I mention it's free? What do you have to lose? So to sign up for the challenge and get all the details, head to sarahelrod.com slash show up challenge. That's sarahelrod.com slash show up challenge, all one word. I'll see you over there. So first I wanna ask you a couple of questions. So does your business feel insufficient? Or maybe insufficient is not the right word. What's the word I'm thinking of? Inefficient. <laughs> what, is, what does insufficient mean? <laughs> Doesn't that mean like not enough? That's sad, your business is enough, I promise. Um, I did not major in English, okay? Don't judge me. If your business feels inefficient, like you cannot be productive or anything like that, then this is this is the episode for you. I told you I can't talk today. Holy cow. We are just going to butcher our way through this one. Okay. And the next question is, do you feel like your business owns you versus you own your business? AKA, you're always working. You can never get a break. You just feel like you are constantly a slave to your own business. And sometimes it cannot be enjoyable. You don't, you don't feel as happy or passionate as you did when you first got the um, idea to start your business because you started to be maybe a creative business owner or whatever it is that your industry is. And now you feel like you're just a slave to all the boring, mundane business tasks. Now, unfortunately, we can't get rid of all of those things, but we can simplify them and make them easier using things like workflows. Let's talk about the idea of a workflow and a system because a lot of people think, oh, I did not join a business or start a business to create these boring things that are going to hold me back and restrict me. I want freedom. I want to be able to do whatever I want. Well, the truth is when you have systems in your business, this is going to actually allow you more freedom in your business and your life. You started a business so that you could have more freedom and this is how you're gonna get it. So don't believe that these are gonna be limiting to you. And don't believe that you can never change the systems either. If down the road you're like, mm, I wanna tweak something, you're the CEO of this business so you can do whatever the heck you want. And another thing that systems allow for is to keep an experience consistent among your clients. The last thing you want is to provide one client with this really incredible, amazing experience where you stuck to your workflow tooth and nail and it was great and they're so happy and then they recommend you to a friend and then you give that friend a completely different experience. You don't stick to your workflow, you don't stick to the system and they had a, a totally different experience and it doesn't mean you gave them a bad product, maybe you gave them the same quality product that you gave the other friend but the experience and the, the system can really put 
a give the opinion of, of how someone feels about you. Um, sometimes people don't even care about the actual product. There's like an old saying that's, you know, says people don't care what you do for them or anything. It's just how you make them feel or something like that. Probably just butchered that one, but it's so true. If you, even if you give somebody this incredible product and you just like blew it out of the water, it's amazing, or it's even just in line with all of your other stuff, but your experience you gave them sucked, that's what they're going to remember is the fact that you, they did not feel happy working with you. So workflows and systems can help you avoid that process. And it's also super helpful for when you get to a point where you can add on team members or start growing your business and hiring, you know, out contractors or outsourcing things. Systems make it so easy to hand it off to other people to say, okay, here's how I do this. Now do that thing, do it exactly how I do it. So it can just make sure everybody is on the same page as well. So that's really important to remember as well when it comes to creating systems. Um, systems are just super, super freeing. So let's talk about three different things that you can do in your business to strengthen your workflows and to to kind of help up-level that, that system in your business. So the first thing is to get really serious about time management and task management. These are things like digital to-do lists or even written to-do lists if you're more of a pen and paper type of person. You want to have all of your tasks written out in front of you so you can see exactly what you need to do. And I'm kind of both. I really switched to digital this past year because I just started having so much on my plate and things were constantly changing. And instead of having to like cross things out on a planner and then write them somewhere else and then it just looked really messy, it helped me a lot to use a digital calendar to plan out everything so that if I had to change something, it didn't create this giant mess. Um, but I use notebooks for more of like a bullet point type to-do list. So I'll have things scheduled on my digital planner, but then I like to write things down because the whole crossing things off is just really satisfying to me. So <laughs> I have to do that. But I also have a to-do list digitally too because I don't always carry around my notebook with me. So sometimes I like to be able to access my to-do list online as well. So there's obviously a few different services you can use for this. You could just, if you are on a you know, big budget and you need something cheap, you can make to-do lists and you can make systems within Google Drive for free. So that's a good way to go about it. Um, but if you are on a little bit more of a budget or or you have more of a budget to work with, then systems or tools like Asana, Trello, HoneyBook, Monday, um, all those those things, and there's a million other ones too, but those are kind of the main popular ones. Those can really help you uh, manage your time well and understand like what you have coming up and, and what you need to do to get that done. And then you just have to be really good at like blocking out time for each task. So I like to break up my days into chunks of time. So I will, you know, put in maybe 30 minute to an hour increments to do something when I decide, okay, I have to edit today. So I'm going to block out two hours to edit this session or this wedding. And then after that, I'm gonna move on to something else and I'm gonna give myself, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to do this other task, to edit a podcast episode or to record this podcast episode like I'm doing right now. So I like to break up my days. So one, I'm not doing the same thing all day long and getting super burnt out and bored. Um, I like to keep things fresh and change things. I do that with my emails as well. It's really easy. I get so many emails. I don't know about you guys. So it could be really overwhelming to conquer my 
<laughs> uh, inbox. So if I time block out some time to do that, say, okay, 30 minutes in the morning, I'm going to check my inbox and I'm going to answer all the emails and then I'm not going to look at it for the entire rest of the day. And then right before I like clock out, if you will, at the end of the day, I'll check it one more time, answer any emails I got throughout the day, and then I'm done and I won't look at it until the next morning. So breaking up your time into time chunks is going to be really helpful for you to stay more productive. And then I also, so the second point I want to make is I also like to do certain things like meetings and appointments on specific days or only schedule things for certain days of the week. Um, and this isn't always a something that I can stick to 100% because as a photographer, there's a lot of people that can only do weekends and so that does make it a little challenging but I try to stick to certain days for photo shoots like I won't book a photo shoot every single day of the week ideally I'd like to be able to just do weekdays but that's obviously not possible and doing weddings they're almost always on Saturdays so but there are ways around it you know there I know some photographers that do not do things on week uh, on weekends they only do weekdays and so you just have to figure out what works for you and what works for your clients so typically I work Saturdays but Mondays I don't book shoots and Fridays I don't usually like to book shoots sometimes I'll book a shoot on a Friday night if there if that's like the only option and but I try not to book any appointments or meetings on Mondays or Fridays for anything if I have a scheduled meeting with anybody I try to do it on Tuesdays Wednesdays and Thursdays and same goes for podcast interviews I try to keep those on Tuesday Wednesday Thursdays and then also coaching calls Tuesday Wednesday Thursdays so if I have to interact with anybody else or do a meeting I try to keep it within those three days because honestly I don't like to get ready very much so um, when I do those meetings I like to look like not an ogre <laughs> and so if I uh, have certain days that I schedule those for I just know like okay I have to get ready on those days but I don't have to get ready on Monday and Friday necessarily so that's just one of the reasons but also it just helps my brain like Mondays are my admin days I really just focus on back-end business stuff on Mondays and then Fridays I like to kick off work early if possible I like to just not do a whole lot and uh it's Friday you know I'm just trying to chill so <laughs> that's just what I do certain days for certain tasks um I definitely would recommend it to anybody I think it's a good way to kind of schedule out your week and to just break things up I do the same thing with content as well Fridays are typically my Pinterest days because Pinterest is pretty easy doesn't require a whole lot um and then like uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays are podcast recording days, sometimes Mondays. Like I said, I'm not, I don't super hold myself to some of these things. Sometimes they shift around depending on what that week looks like. But if it's a normal week where there's not crazy out, like, out of normal things happening, then I, I can stick to it a lot better. But if I'm traveling or something, then I can't necessarily guarantee that it's gonna be done that way. But yeah, definitely recommend having certain days for certain things in your business. And then the third point is to just have something to manage everything. A client re relations management software such as HoneyBook is super, super helpful for keeping track of all your clients, making sure everybody is on a workflow. The thing I love about HoneyBook is that you can, it's really just good 
for like service-based businesses, you can create a workflow um, layout where you have like a pipeline and you have each task that needs to happen with each person. And then you have each project that you can just like move along down the pipeline and it's really helpful. And then each client has their own client portal where they can share emails. And it's just, it's really easy to track everything in HoneyBook. So I love it a lot. And you can actually get a discount on HoneyBook. I'm gonna throw a shameless plug in there, but I only do it because I use HoneyBook every single day. It is so important. I actually have three different brand sections on HoneyBook. So I have for my photography clients, I have for my coaching clients, and then I have for the podcast. So I use HoneyBook for scheduling out podcast interviews, for uh, tracking all my students' um, coaching meetings and things like that. And then again, also photography, because you can send contracts, invoices, get paid, send brochures and infographics and all kinds of stuff. It is just, it's really the best thing ever. And I would highly recommend it to anybody. So if you'd like to have a free trial and also uh, try it for yourself and get a discount on it, you can go to sarahelrod.com slash honeybook. And if you're not ready to commit to honeybook and you want something that's a little more affordable, I would really recommend Trello. It's an app that I use for all of my content creation. I use it for some other parts of my business too, but 99% of what I use Trello for is just content creation and content planning. But you can use it in this in a similar way to how you use HoneyBook. It's just not quite as as easy, I would say. You just have to be more on it because HoneyBook will automate things a little bit easier than Trello does. So there's pros and cons, but you can definitely have a similar vibe with Trello that you do HoneyBook. There's also uh, programs such as Asana and Monday.com. I personally haven't used either one of those. I've kind of used Asana, I guess, a little bit, but not enough to really have too much of an opinion on it. But I've heard so many people that have used Asana and Monday and they both love both. So uh, take that with what you will. But yeah, I definitely, definitely think everybody needs to have some sort of project management tool. Even if you are a product-based business and let's say you're, let's say you're like a boutique and you sell clothing, well, you should have something that can track one, your content and things that you're doing, but also you just want to be able to make sure, like track your customer experience and have a customer experience. So whether that's just your client communication or customer communication, but then just your shipping uh, process and, and just the whole from start to finish, whatever that looks like for your specific business, you want to make sure that everybody's getting the same experience. I hope this helps you guys. This wasn't a super crazy long episode. Thanks for bearing with me as I'm staring out the window at the blue sky. Um, I'm so happy to be here with you guys, but I really want to go outside and ride my horses. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's just very nice outside today, but I hope this episode was helpful for you guys and I love you guys so, so much and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.